Welcome to the P3 Podcast. This is Episode 9, the Purple Star Award Program. The Purple Star Award is a state-sponsored recognition for individual schools' dedication and support of military-connected youth. The program started in 2016 in Ohio as a result of conversations with veterans, educators, military family members, students, service members, and others about ways schools can better serve military students and their families. The goals of the Purple Star Award program include, number one, create and sustain a statewide support system within schools and communities that work together to build resilience and support for military-connected youth in Kentucky. Two, increase protective factors to help prevent substance use and behavioral health challenges among military-connected youth in Kentucky. Goal three, partner with schools and communities to foster diverse, inclusive, and supportive environments for military-connected youth and families. And four, to educate the schools and community on the challenges faced by military families. If you're interested in becoming a Purple Star Award school, the link is in the episode notes. We hope you enjoy this episode, episode nine, the Purple Star Award program. Well, good morning and welcome to the P3 podcast. This morning, I'm excited to talk about the Purple Star program with Sarah Jemison who is the Military Family Resiliency Specialist and the Program Coordinator for the Purple Star Program, and General Steve Bullard, who is here, retired General Steve Bullard, and we are certainly glad to have you. He is the Executive Director of the Kentucky Commission on Military Affairs and the Commissioner of the Kentucky State Council on Military Interstate Children's Compact Commission. And I'm excited to have both of you here today. Welcome to the P3 Podcast. Thank you, Keith, and thanks, Sarah. Glad We're glad to be here. Yes, thank you. Well, we're just going to start off. General, would you care to just share with us about the Purple Star program and uh, what it is and, and how it can help schools in, in the state of Kentucky? Well, I'd love to, and uh, I'm the co-chair of our state program, and uh, Southern County Services with Sarah and the Cabinet for Health and Family Services, they combine to pick up this program that's growing around the nation. It began in Ohio with uh, a friend of mine, Pete Lupiba, and he's the commissioner for the Military Interstate Children's Combat Commission there. And in 2017, he created this program as a way to help military families cope with transition because military families um, you know, routinely move with, uh, especially on the active duty side, but even in the Kentucky National Guard, per se, per se the uh, full-time force will move from East Kentucky to West Kentucky up to Northern Kentucky, so they do move around, and uh, so this is a state-sponsored recognition program that has now been picked up by Department of Defense as well. They're very, they're, they're proud to support this program, and it basically enables the school systems and communities around the Commonwealth and in the over 30 states that are now participating to uh, recognize military families, military school children, and you kind of become a, a support factor for them to help their resiliency. And one of the things that, that got the attention of the Cabinet for Health and Family Services and the Kentucky Department of Education was a, a recent survey in 2018 that showed that in school uh, children in the 6th, 8th, 10th, 12th grade, uh, over 40,000 of those uh, 
school uh, students responded that they have a military connection. When you think about it, you know, we would thank Fort Knox, Fort Campbell, with their real strong, you know, 32,000 military personnel assigned to those communities. The, uh, but it's actually much broader than that because you literally have guards, guard members and uh, reserve component personnel and recruiters in all 120 counties. So uh, we think this it, studies have already shown that in the programs that have been set up around the country, there has been a dramatic improvement in the ability of these students and their families to cope when their communities and their schools take an active interest in supporting them. Sarah, anything you'd like to add? No, I think that was excellent. Thank you, General Bullard. Yeah, thanks a lot. We appreciate that very much. And I'm, I'm interested to learn more about the program specifically. Sarah, I know that you are the program director for the, for the Purple Star program. Can you dig into a little bit about this specific program and how it works to support these families that are in transition within the military? Yes. Um, so as uh, General Bullard mentioned, it is a actual recognition that a school would receive after they follow the four simple requirements um, to become a Purple Star awarded school. And those four requirements are to designate somebody who is in the school building to be the what we call the Purple Star Liaison. So this liaison can be anyone from, you know, the school counselor, the Frisky, the ROTC commander. Um, it can be anyone that the school identifies that would be in a good position to be a liaison for any military connected youth and families. Um, we created, we worked and partnered with University of Kentucky to create a, um, military culture training that is specific to uh, educating the liaison on what it's like to be a military connected youth and being a part of that military family. So the liaison is required to attend this one hour long training that is done virtually online, it's self-paced. So the or uh, administrator in the school can take it at their time, at their leisure. Um, and they also receive a one ELA credit um, certificate from KDE as well after completing this required training. The third requirement that a school um, must do is to host an annual military recognition ceremony or activity. And this can be something as simple as um, a Veterans Day breakfast or it can be a allowing you know, service members and their families free entry on a football game. It can be recognizing graduates who are graduating and they are part of a military family or recognizing students who are choosing to enlist in service. Um, or it can be something um, military child Appreciation Month is April if you choose to host a breakfast at school. It's really anything that the school chooses to do to uh, recognize those military connected students and families within the school and, and within the community as well. Um, and the last requirement for the school is to have a specific place on the school's website where they would have 
resources geared towards military families. Um, we partner with the schools and give them some of the state and national resources or resources that can be found through Kentucky's National Guard and Fort Knox and Fort Campbell. But we also want schools to identify resources in their local communities that support military families, whether that's some of our veteran service organizations or other um, military clubs and, and, and organizations that are in those communities that are supporting those families. Um, so just to kind of recap, a school would identify someone to be the Purple Star Liaison. They would train that person with our training. They would host an annual military recognition ceremony or activity, and then they would have the resources on the website. Once the school completes those four simple tasks, they submit an application. Um, our statewide advisory committee reviews the application twice a year, and then the school receives public acknowledgement um, and a physical award to hang in their schools, showing their support and dedication of military connected youth. In our website and training list, I, I a plethora of uh, possible activities. It's a, you know, it's, it's very interactive, very easy to use, and we have an outstanding website. The training is very good as well, so we're very supportive. Well, great, that's a that's a great outline of the process. I appreciate you breaking it down into those four easy steps for uh, school principals who are interested in becoming uh, Purple Star School uh, to to be able to apply for that. And I'll I'll put the the link to the website in the notes to this podcast session. So if you're looking for uh, directly click on how, you know, how to click on and, and, and uh, see the website itself, it'll be in the notes. Um, I'll open up this question for either of you. Do you have any type of personal story that you have heard about um, where a student has been successful to, through the efforts of the Purple Star program? and the training that someone sent and the connection that maybe they made with a military student who's a transient student uh, that, that caused them to have greater success in school. Sarah, off to you, though I will say we're brand, we're, we just started in Kentucky. So uh, we went up in, in September and did a kickoff program in Monroe County Schools. And that was just a lot of fun. And we had a lot of participation from the students at the school that came out and did the school system. So uh, not just a school, but the entire school system there. So uh, the um, uh, I know uh, Pete would have a, uh, a lot of that information up in Ohio. And, and I, I go back to my own uh, uh, life. I'm a, a military officer myself and a military father. I had three uh, children. And then uh, my three sons all had to deal with my frequent absences and the school system was terrific in supporting, you know, in Oldham County and supporting my, my children. When I got back from my uh, one year away for Operation Iraqi Freedom, they actually gave them time off so that we could all go on vacation down to Disney World together. I remember that. And, uh, but it's, it's so important to have that community support and for the community to rally around your family. And uh, for instance, uh, doing home repairs in the Kentucky National Guard, we've been, we always track the, the families of those that are deployed. And we work with the schools, we work with the uh, families and uh, 
uh, every every unit in active duty guard reserve has what we call a family readiness group that stands ready to support the uh, families that are transitioning, families that have service members deployed, and it's a it's been a tremendous success for us. The it, it's so important. I'm also a military child. My father was career Navy, and I went to eleven elementary schools uh, in uh, Europe. Central America, West Coast, East Coast. I went to three junior high schools and uh, somehow I managed to stay at one high school, though I moved from one area to another while I was in that high school. The, um, so it was, uh, it was so important and it is so, uh, it, it's a traumatic experience. You know, as a child, they have to go through that. And the, it, it creates a lot of resiliency within the, the child, but families sure do need the support. And the, the military has really, you know, done a fantastic job, and so have many communities. And this is a great opportunity. Uh, I was very surprised at that number. You know, with uh, you know sixth, eighth, tenth, and twelfth grade, they have over forty thousand students identify a close military connection. I would not have expected the numbers to be that high. Kentucky is a, an incredibly patriotic state. We always have been. Uh, one of my favorite statistics to demonstrate that is the War of 1812. 64% of all U.S. casualties in the War of 1812 were Kentuckians. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. how actively engaged we were. And Kentucky's kind of continued that transition. Uh, so uh, we, have very, we have a very strong National Guard, one of the best National Guards in the nation. And a, um, several thousand Kentuckians also serve in the reserve components not to mention on active duty. So there's a very strong need and it's throughout the Commonwealth. So we're uh, yeah, excited about this opportunity to uh, have the schools play a direct role in helping support that. Yes, I am too. I'm excited to spread the word about this program. You mentioned that you're just coming into Kentucky. Talk about some of the other states. You mentioned Ohio specifically. What other states are you in currently with this program? There's 32 that I'm, I know of, uh, but Tennessee has uh, adopted it. Tennessee and Ohio are kind of the, the, the leaders in this. And the um, and we are getting involved. All the states around us are picking it up. Department of Defense last year made it a priority to support this program. And the um, it, it, I'm also something, part of something called the Military Interstate Children's Compact Commission. And what that is is Every state, all 50 states participate in this commission and uh, we work together. Every state has a commissioner. I, I do that in Kentucky and we work together that to with schools directly whenever it uh, a transitioning challenge occurs, but such as enrollment because it's that time, you know, uh, things like that. And it works tremendously well. So these uh, programs are not the same. Purple Star Schools is an independent program focused on support and recognition, while MIC-3 is more of a problem um, solving uh, process, but we do work very complementary with each other. And to, to see if you, to, just the explosive growth that you've had in three years to go from one state, Ohio, which now has over 90 school systems participating but, and, uh, and has a very dynamic and active program with all kinds of, and they literally compete with each other to get the best events now in that state. And, uh, and Pete has been kind enough to roll us into there, allow us to attend their state meetings and, 
and uh, get really good ideas that we can start rolling in Kentucky. But so most states are just starting this, or we're just really rolling it out. And uh, I, I grew up, uh, spent much of my time growing up in Virginia, and they've adopted this about the same time that we have. So uh, it's exciting to see it, and uh, for Department of Defense to get on board that quickly and, and become uh, a strong supporter of it is a real positive as well. So there's nothing but good here, I think. I agree. It's a great program. You've mentioned a man named Pete a couple of times. Can you introduce us to Pete so that the listeners know who that is? Pete Lupiba is an educator in Ohio, and he's a Navy veteran, and he's become a good friend of mine. And uh, this was his, he thought of this in 2017, four years, just over four years ago. And he said, I think we could, this is just, what a great idea. Um, he was already he already works in the school systems in Ohio. So he brought that out to some of the schools and asked them if they'd be willing to give it a try. And uh, they ran it there as a test run and it had just exploded in Ohio. So um, and Pete's very dynamic and a great spokesman for it and is happy to come down here if we ever need him. And, uh, you know, and I'm happy. And, and I, I co-chair this program with Tracy Goff Herman of the Department of Education in Kentucky. And uh, we're happy to get out and and be part of programs ourselves. It was a lot of fun to go down to Monroe County in September and look forward to being able to do more of that. Great. Well, I hope that this, this uh, podcast helps to spread the word. It seems to me like it's a very simple process and something that can be very powerful. And I know that educators are swamped right now uh, with all kinds of things in the COVID era. Um, and so we're looking for easy wins. And I think that supporting our military students and families in this way, uh, it, and it's all set up for you. Um, and you, if you have one point person who kind of is passionate about this, I think that schools could really take off in, in this method of support for our military students. So thank you for, for providing this uh, option to uh, schools in Kentucky. And uh, any other parting words before we go today? I just wanted to um, mention, Keith, while you were saying looking for those um, low-hanging fruit and that those easy wins for schools, I many schools are already doing this work. They're already um, having Veterans Day breakfast lunches. They already have a person at the school who would be a liaison, whether that's the counselor or the frisky. And so Many schools are already supporting these military students, and this just gives them further recognition within the school and within the community so that the students know and the families know that this school really supports me. And that is something great that military families really recognize when you thank them or when you recognize their service or understand their service. And so it like you said, it's very simple. It's very easy. It could be very minimal cost for schools to do. Um, and so this is just a way for us as the program coordinators and the statewide um, advisory board to really just recognize schools that are already doing the work. Um, so and I'll, jump, I'll jump in on that, Sarah, and say, well, you've got the perfect lead into it. It's Veterans Day. And because the state mandates you do a Veterans Day program, what an ideal way to combine the two. And uh, then you also have 
The uh, Department of Defense has designated April as the month of the military child. Governor Bashir and First Lady Brittany Bashir did a wonderful uh, video on that for Kentucky. And uh, so that's another great opportunity to do some sort of recognition. But you have to do one for Veterans Day anyway. And you have great community partners. The Joint Executive Council of Veterans Organizations in Kentucky is the 26 veteran service organizations, uh, the USOs, the the BFWs, the disabled American veterans, they're everywhere. They're all throughout the state. And we certainly have a very strong relationship with them. And they'd love to partner with anyone on this and we'd probably be able to provide resources for it. So there's, there's a lot of opportunity there. Definitely. And I think I told you guys in our meeting that we had earlier, my father is a founding member of the Veterans Hall of Fame here in Kentucky. And so I right. grew up in a very pro-military pro supportive family and, uh, and myself, and so I appreciate this work. One of the things that we do at P3 is to try to bring schools together so that we don't ever feel like we're in a silo. Uh, we don't want principals to feel like they're alone out there, and so I think another benefit from this program will be knowing who else is a part of it so that if you're having trouble or um, an issue with some military students that are transitioning and struggling with that, that you would have a network of other school leaders that you could reach out to um, who are passionate about this work and supporting our military students. And so having that network happening through P3, uh, we would love to be a part of that as well. And so uh, and lots of benefits. Uh, oh yeah, and, and, and to uh, follow up on that, that network is all 50 states. So it's not just within mm -hmm. Kentucky, but one of the great assets we have is that the Military Interstate Children's Combat Commission is actually nested in Kentucky, in Lexington, with the Council of State Governments, and the Council of State Governments is a major supporter of our programs, and and uh, we've got a tremendous partner for us. Great, I, I didn't know that. That's good news. To, mm -hmm. That isn't good news to have. All right. Anything else for the good of the order? All right. Thank you very much, Sarah, for being here today. General Bullard, thank you for being here today. We appreciate your time. We appreciate the efforts that you're taking to help support military families, not only in Kentucky, but beyond. And uh, we hope to spread the word through this P3 podcast. So thanks a lot and have a great day. We appreciate your thank time. You, thank, thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith. Thanks, everyone. The P3 podcast is a podcast for principals by principals. Our team hopes that you are inspired as you learn from school leaders in Kentucky and beyond please take a moment to like and subscribe to the P3 podcast. And it would be awesome if you would share this episode with other school leaders in your PLN. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a lead learner with a growth mindset. And most of all, thank you for being a champion for kids.